Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome back. Another episode of the Highly Taken Podcast, episode seven. Happy Memorial Day. Shout out to all the vets, all the vets' families, those who have loved ones or who have served before. Shout out to you guys. Um, back here again from Tallahassee, Florida. Back at you here, Christian Smith from Wilmington, Delaware. Nick back here, Jacksonville Beach. Hey, let's get it, guys. I, I didn't say my name is David, but yeah, my name is David. You know, my I thought all of our three loyal fans would know my name is David, but I feel like if we get more people, I should probably let them know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna start off here first. We're gonna plug what we have on right now. We do have some new merch in the merch shop. Nicholas has a hat right now. I have I have a uh, tank top. Oh, I just don't know if it's inverted or not. They can see it. Um, just we have stickers. Uh, we have uh, we have a lot of things so maybe nick can put a put a link down in the description below to the shop and if you want anything go ahead and get you some um, but first order of business today we'll do our dubs and chugs punishment as you may know on friday we picked nine games and plus a tiebreaker person who has the worst record has to chug a drink so nick what were the results on that yeah i, I will say it was uh pretty trash by someone <laughs> here uh someone did really bad um i'm not gonna put any names out there right now but first place with six correct david you know he did, is right yeah. i clean did swept good. saturday i clean swept saturday. did pretty good uh you know second place was christian with five so let's go um don't want to put any names out there, but some dumbass only had two. Um, had, had a terrible, terrible time. I think, I think me picking the A's from now on is just not happening. I think I'm done with. Why dude, they are man. like the. They're literally like historically one of the worst teams in they're baseball awful. history right they're now. They're like ten and thirty five right now. I just I want I like to see the underdog win, and it's just not happening. I went against the Rays yet again. Didn't happen. Just I mean I just need to start being smarter so sometimes they're the underdog for a reason nick so so cheers to that and then david i think there's something you wanted to bring up right yeah yeah yeah. so um i'm going to talk about something uh new in the baseball world we don't really talk about baseball that much but in triple a they have been using robo umpires um now i know this is a big topic because people know sometimes umps are very lackadaisical with their calls they're very inconsistent and adding you know an ai and algorithm in there may actually help with the strike and ball calls. Um, it's called the ABS, which is the automatic ball strike system. And that's what's being used. Uh, people have been joking that no one complains about the balls and strikes anymore because they have no one to complain about. Uh, they're not going to complain to an umpire because the umpire is a robot and you just kind of look stupid. Um, I think my only issue, I feel like this takes away from the game. Uh, you don't get the arguments, the emotional side anymore. And another thing to talk about, which, you know, I feel like is a bigger issue is the umpires union. I don't think we'll allow for a full clean, clean sweep of umpires getting their jobs taken over. Um, my, yep. yeah. And my thing, I think they should do a challenge option instead. Um, so instead of solely using robots, I think, you know, a team should be allotted a certain amount of challenges per balls and strikes. Mm-hmm. So if they don't agree with the umpire, then you're like, okay, no, I'm challenging that ball strike call. And then they can use the ABS. Yeah, no, I, I, I just don't know. You know, we're kind of taken away from the sport a little bit here. I mean, yeah, I, I, I get what they're doing because I mean, there are some bad calls. We've seen it. Um, you know, but these umps, 
they do a pretty good job of what they do. The only thing is, is you're not going to see as many people get thrown out because, you know, you don't have an ump back there that you're arguing with. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think you can have a couple where you can challenge it, like you said, but they're trying to eliminate time per game. So I don't see them actually doing that, even though I agree when you, you know, you have a, it's the bottom of the ninth inning bases loaded and a three, two count, and it's an outside pitch and they call it a strike causing costing the game. So like, I get things like that, but I don't know. It just kind of takes away from the game a little bit. It would be interesting to watch for sure. What do you think there, Christian? I think for me, I think personally, and this might kind of come as a surprise right away, but I'm completely against that in, in total. I don't want any uh, robotic arms because, yeah, I mean, even though we have, like Nick, like Nick just said, you know, you're in that 3-2 count in that bottom of the ninth, and what should be a ball in the outside corner is called a strike. All right, that sucks. You got the missed call. What about the team on the other side, right? That happens for us Phillies, Philly fans. We're going crazy. We're like, hell yeah, that was the best call I ever made. Fuck it, we're, we're lit. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. To me, yeah, while it sucks for one team, but it's also good for another team. And so, I don't know. I, and, and it also gives, like, a lot of topic of conversation always, always. I mean, you can go back to the last Super Bowl. You go back to a fucking any baseball game a week ago. There's always a bad call made somewhere. And it's just mm-hmm. part of the game. Like, we need to leave that as human error, right? But it's yeah, humans right. playing. So, why Why would we – that's how it should stay, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's just I completely agree with that. Uh, I'd be interested in the robo umpire version of Angel Hernandez. Um, just, <laughs> they just pull him out there and just start making bad calls just for no reason, but then uh, start blaming like the umpire association saying he doesn't get games because they're racist against robots. <laughs> oh, that would be but, pretty interesting to see. So um, we'll 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 get into it. Um, we're gonna go over the SEC football rankings east and west side uh see what we have on there um christian like we always do we'll start with you on that top five on each side so starting off in the sec east uh at the number one spot i have georgia uh i mean we're talking about a two-time defending champ here um coming off of a perfect season they had the second ranked overall recruiting class this year now i get it they lost People like Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Broderick Jones in the first round of the draft. Uh, all three guys are expected to be guys you just plug in and play. Two very dominant parts of the defense. But, I mean, they, Georgia's just had good recruiting classes for the past couple of years. Um, and I think they'll be able to continue to go on with that. I think with what they brought in this year and what they brought in for the past years and what Kirby Smart's building over there, I think they're going to be totally fine. Uh, they're going to continue to probably be the big dog in the SEC even with Alabama still being in there, in my opinion, they're still the team to beat, and that has not changed. Uh, following in, though, at number two, and, and this is where I kind of got lackadaisical on my notes, uh, I have Tennessee. Uh, yes, I know they just lost their quarterback and hooker, uh, but I just feel like they're going to be able to follow it up. They're going to have a good season coming around here. Number three, it's a little biased, I know. Give me my Gators, baby. UF, let's go. We're pulling through here. I don't know who's running at quarterback for us now that the greatest QB to ever come through Florida is out the door and on his way. But I think we're going to come back strong. I don't think we're going to make any close to a bid for a uh, for a playoff spot. But I'm thinking, you know, I'd like us to finish in the top 25 poll here. Number four, I have Kentucky. Uh, I believe they finished last year as the third team in the division. So, once again, 
I have them coming back. I should say. I said once again, that's funny. I have them dropping down a spot, I should say, coming in at number four this year. And then to follow, finish it off at number five, I have South Carolina. South Carolina is my number five team. That's where I'm liking them. Getting a lot of looks like I missed on something. So somebody somebody fill me in here. Well, no, it's just you were talking perfectly fine, but your your video was like skipping the entire I think it's fine. I think it's whatever yeah, rule. Yeah, no, yeah, you're, you're fine. <laughs> No, no big deal. So we'll we'll stay with the East for right now. Um, David, what do you got going on over there? Yeah. So because uh, Christian's a psychopath, and likes to start at one. I'm going to start at five. Um, at number five, we're going to have Florida. Um, now they had some decent recruiting gains this year. They had the twelfth overall. Uh, they had the twelfth overall you no know, class this year. Not 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 too bad. Um, they got Kelby Collins and Cameron James at defensive lines are pretty solid. They added Jakeem Jackson at corner and Aiden Mazel at wide receiver. And I think the big thing here is going to be the quarterback. They lost Richardson. While Richardson was not a great passer of the ball, he was still a good fit for the system that we're running Richardson in last year. Um, I think that's what's going to end up holding them back this year. And I honestly don't know about coaching this year. You know, I think that'll be interesting what uh, how UF and their coach is going to do. Um, next number uh, fourth in the East, I have, uh, South Carolina. Um, they have the 17th best ranked recruiting classes here in recruiting classes here in the nation. Uh, they had statement wins versus Tennessee and Clemson last year, and they have Spencer Rattler coming back. Um, now they held their own against Georgia last year too. And with the, the addition of Desmond Emiozulu, Xavier McLeod and Grayson Howard on defense, as well as even Norris Sellers at QB. So when Rattler does leave, they could be set for the future. But for right now, I think they're a solid, you know, fourth team. Maybe they can bump up the three, depending on how number three team I have does. And at number three, I have Kentucky. I have the big blue. Um, it'll be interesting to see how their offense does without Will Levis. Again, just like Florida, they lost their their big uh, their big quarterback. Yeah. Um, they, now, replacing him, they end up getting, I think, Devin Leary from North Carolina State. Um, and you know, with the transfer years, it's going to be very interesting to see how teams replace people almost like it's free agency now. Um, but they had a, they had a weaker recruiting class. They were 29th overall. Um, they have a sign letter of intent from Shamar Porter, who's named, uh, who's, you know, who's a good name to possibly look out for in their offense. Uh, number two, I have Tennessee. Uh, now Tennessee is losing a lot with their number one ranked offense that they had last year. Hooker's gone. Jalen Hyatt's gone. Um, however, they did have the 11th ranked recruiting, recruiting class, and with that recruiting class, they got Nico Lamiliava, who was the national ranked third um, best player and second best quarterback. Okay. Um, they also got Nathan Leacock oh. at wide receiver, who they recruited, and they even have uh, Ethan Davis, who's a solid four-star tight end that they recruited. Um, at number one, I'm going to have Georgia. Not only do the back-to-back champs have a cakewalk schedule, uh, now they play the first five of their six games at home, and um, the first four games are at home. They play Tennessee Martin, they play Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, and Auburn. I mean, outside of that, they really don't – I mean, they play Kentucky and Florida, but outside of that, they don't really play anybody until November 18th when they play Tennessee at Tennessee. Right. So I think that that's going to be that's going to be the game there to look out for. Um, they got good transfers too. They got Lovett from Missouri and they got Thomas from Mississippi state and they had the second best recruiting class in the nation. They got Damon Wilson. They got Raylan Wilson. They got, um, Aguero. They got Jordan Hall, all five-star recruits on their defense. That's making just look dangerous. Um, I won't even go down the line of their good four stars that they got. Cause they have like 
20 of them. And I feel like I'll be just wasting time keeping going over all those four stars. But that's why I have running the East this year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like all we're right. all pretty, pretty close. And like you said, I, I'm I don't know why Christian's psychotic and starting one at first, but uh I'll go through it. I have Kentucky at six and six. Um at that five spot. You know, I, I just, you know, they they look pretty good. The recruiting's coming along. Um, you know, being 31st isn't anything spectacular, but they have a lot of a lot of players coming back. Um then I have Florida at the four spot going seven and five. Now I think I think they'll have a decent season. You know, that could be a little, you know, better than what I am predicting, but they don't know what the quarterback is the issue there right now. Um, as of right yeah. now, it looks like Jack Anders is going to be the starting quarterback. He looks like a pocket passer, um, but does he have the weapons that he needs uh, to, to get it done there? Right. I will say, though, my boy, all 450 pounds of him, Desmond Watson, I can't wait to see him on that defensive line this year. I mean, from what I can understand, they have him on a regimen. I would love to see that guy go off. I mean, that dude. Yeah, an absolute that dude's huge. So he is a unit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then at that third spot, let's go Cox. I got, I got the game Cox there. Uh, Spencer Radler getting his, you know, second year under his belt uh, as the quarterback. He started looking pretty, pretty good um, at the end of the year last year for them. Um, You know, didn't, didn't really lose a lot on defense. Uh, They have a lot of returning players coming there. I, I just, I'd be interested to see what they, they look like. Then, buckle up, at number two, I have Georgia, 11-1. Like you said, cakewalk schedule going into it, really not a lot going in until you get to Tennessee. Tennessee is going to be their loss. They're losing to Tennessee. I, I think I think Tennessee finally gets it. Um, so, yeah, I got, I got Georgia sitting there, you know, with the quarterback. Uh, Carson Beck. He looks he looks like he's going to be a good starter there. Uh, we'll we'll see what he does. Um, you know, I think he's going to have a couple couple kinks he needs to work out. But with the cakewalk schedule, like David said, the first part, I think that's going to help them. But then I got Tennessee in the top of that division, possibly winning it all in the championship uh, at eleven and one. Um, you know, like I said, the only reason they get there is because they beat. Georgia, I think Tennessee, I believe they're playing Alabama. I think they're going to lose to Alabama. Um, but, I mean, man, they that team, that team's looking really good. Uh, yeah. I would be interested to see if um, if I think Milton, Milton gets to start, the guy that can throw an absolute bomb down the field. I don't think mm-hmm. he's listed as number one right now, but I think he'll end up getting that start because all the publicity he has going on. But – this is uh this is the volunteers' time. They better take advantage of it. Yeah. So with them- I mean, I can I can see that I can see them out uh, coming sneaking themselves into the top spot and coming past Georgia. I think it's going to be close for those two this year in yeah. the SEC East. I'll be very interested watching those first couple Tennessee games, whether or not they have like this melt at a unit, like losing all that offensive yeah. talent that they had. Right. So yeah. in those those easy tune up games at the beginning of the year uh, should be should help them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's going to bring us over to the West. Uh, Christian, what what do you got going on there? All right. So over in the West, um, I mean, I feel like, well, you guys actually, you know what? I'm the psycho. 
I start from one. So I'll just run it back. I'll go from five. My fault, guys. Uh, but again, not a lot of notes here. So coming in at five, uh, I have Mississippi State. I think we're going to see a mediocre season out of them. I think they'll have enough firepower to come probably come through with a decent offense. But, uh, I mean, I think this division is only going to get harder and harder the farther you go up. I think they finish at five on the year. Coming in at four, and this is a jump for them because I believe they finished in sixth last year. I have Auburn. Uh, I think they may also make a powerful push. Um, I just, I don't know. I Honestly, I've always been kind of a little bit of a little Auburn fan at heart, so I had to throw them up there on my list. A little bit. Just a tad bit. Only because I liked when Cam Newton was there, like your brother Tyler, man. Man crush. Yeah, man crush. Number three, uh, give me old Miss. I think we're going to see a lot of firepower from them uh, in their offense. I think, honestly, they'll come through with probably a top 10 offense this year in all of college football uh, just because they always tend to produce decent playmakers, good weapons, uh, and just always have an explosive offense. Number two, I have LSU. Uh, once again, just another – they had a pretty good season coming off of last year, uh, and I think they have another decent season coming in this year. But let's be honest – the people that run this division on the west side is Alabama coming in at number one. Uh, and, I mean, I guess you could call it an off year last year, finishing number two in the standings after LSU finished number one. And even with the number one pick being Bryce Young and he's now gone out of that offense, I still think you're going to continue to see uh, a legendary team led by Nick Saban as much as I hate Nick Saban personally. Uh, I think he'll still be able to – pull that team together. I mean, this guy's had top recruiting classes for almost every year that he's been there. He's always got the players in the right position. I mean, and I'm sitting here talking about a two loss year is a down year for them. You know what I mean? Like they, I think Alabama is going to come through and once again, just like Georgia, they're going to be, they're going to be the powerhouse of, of the uh, SEC West. Yeah. Um, so for for me, I, I feel like this is uh, this has been a, it's kind of stacked uh, when it comes to coaches, big name coaches, and this specifically this side of the division. Yeah. So you have Mississippi State, and that's going to be hard. They're replacing Coach Mike this year. It's going to be really hard to do that. Um, but they have real Rogers coming back. They, um, now they only have the thirty six overall best recruiting class this year. Um, they didn't get that many four stars, but notably they got Isaac Smith at safety, and then they have Creed Winmore, who's an a- who's an athlete. Uh, other than that, they didn't get that many high name recru- recruiting. Um, but I just feel like, you know, yeah. you're picking the top five in half of a, half a division. It's it, that's how it's going to be. Um, yeah. Next going to be Old Miss again. You have a good name. You have Lane Kiffin who's running that team. Now they got yep. Quint- they have uh, Quinchin Judkins coming back, who's a great running back. But they're going to have a QB uh, a QB battle between Jackson Dart and then Spencer Sanders this year. Um, they signed five-star linebacker Perkins. Uh, they'll be big on defense. But other than that, I mean, when you compare them to the, the other three teams I have in here, it's, it's going to take a lot more than that. Um, I have at number three, Texas A&M. Um, they had a very, very disappointing 2022 season. Um, coached by Jimbo, I hate Christmas Fisher, and they hope they <laughs> they, they hope to jump back after that. They had the tenth best overall recruiting class. You got five star running back Ruben Owens and five star defense lineman David Hex. Um, I think they'll do better than they did last year, but I think what we need to see is Jimbo Fisher is on the hot seat this year, so he will have yep. to come out and compete, or else you know he'll be <laughs> he'll be run out as well. At number two, you have LSU. Um. Brian Kelly gets a lot of his talent back last year. Now, earlier on the season last year, they started off pretty slow. Um, they lost to 
my alma mater FSU that first game of the season, a blocked PAT. I went crazy. That was awesome. I don't like Brian Kelly that much, but that's more because of what he did to Cincinnati and Notre Dame leaving wise. Um, but they have Harold Perkins and they have Mason Smith and they also have uh, Daniels who are coming back this year. They have the sixth best overall recruiting class with the third best transfer rank this season. They, a lot of people okay. saw what they were doing last year and they're like, Hey, look that Brian Kelly, that team, they're getting hot at the right time. I want to go there. They have an amazing yeah. offensive lineman. They got uh, Zaylance Hurd and a good player with Jalen Brown at wide receiver. And they also have Womack at the edge now. So that's it's going to be interesting with this young talent. Now, I, here I want to say as well, us saying how much young talent they're getting recruiting-wise doesn't really mean anything because they still have to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. They're just high school rankings. I've seen players come out with like five say, stars all young. and have been awful. And then you have people like J.J. Watt, who's a two-star, who comes out and ends up being Antonio a Hall of Brown. Fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but number one, I think we're all thinking the same thing too. Although I think LSU can make a run for their money. I think it's going to be Alabama this year. Like every year yeah. Alabama comes in with the best class in the nation, grabbing 12 five stars in the recruiting class, which includes the best safety in Caleb Downs, the best offensive tackle in Proctor. They add Malik Benson, who's the second best running back in the nation. And then also Justin Haynes. And quarterback-wise, they actually got the old Notre Dame quarterback to transfer over, uh, Tyler Buckner. So that'll be interesting to see who can replace Young. I don't I don't know who they may have recruited-wise as, as a young person, but having that transfer over kind of veteran there who knows how to you know run with a top power program, it'll be interesting to see what um, Nick Saban can do. And the mind of Nick Saban is crazy. Like Christian was saying, yeah. you have two losses in a year and it's a down year for you. That's yeah. absolutely insane. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I think when it comes down to it in the whole division, I think it's going to be a three-headed battle. It's going to be LSU, Alabama, Georgia. Um, yeah. I think two of these teams will actually end up making it into the college football playoff. Um, who I think will win the SEC title game. I think I think Georgia may win that, but I think Bama is going to end up in the college football playoff, and I don't think they would lose to Georgia a second time. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens down the stretch there at the end of the season when they are playing their their heavy scheduler games. So I, mm-hmm. I, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the West is more stacked this year than the East mm-hmm. is. Um, you know, top to bottom, they they have a lot of lot of teams in that um that conference. I mean, you're looking. Arkansas might be the worst one over there right now. And that's right. kind of crazy when they had a decent year last year. Um, but coming in the fifth spot for me, I got Mississippi state. Uh, I just think they're, they just, they look like they're a team that's going to go out there and cause havoc on any, you know, any team out there, any top team, even, you know, in, in the sec, um, if they're in another division, they or a conference, they probably, would be a top tier, you know, team. Uh, then I have the Aggies at eight and four going in fourth place there. Um, they had a down year last year. I just think they're going to, that doesn't, they don't always stay down. They normally pick it up. Uh, so I, just, yeah. I think, I think they might have a decent year, you know, eight and four is not crazy, but it's better than what they did last year. Then can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, Christian on this. I have Auburn. At nine and three, they have eight seniors starting on that defense this year. So if there were a time for them to go out there and ball out, this is it. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Peyton Thorne can do over there. Uh, maybe maybe you see something great out of him. You know, Heisman Trophy. Who knows? Uh, 
then LSU. I got them at 10 and two there in that second spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think Brian Kelly coming in his first year there, they, we all thought at first they were going to be a joke. I mean, they, they lost to FSU. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like FSU was a top, a top 15 so, team in the year. But they, they look great last year, and I'm, I'm interested to see what he can do in his second year over in LSU. You know, I think they're going to give Alabama a run for the money. But, I mean, it's Alabama. You know, 11-1, yeah. I think they're going to get – they're going to have one loss all year. Um, you can't argue with My what – Sorry, I'm not to interrupt you. Who, do you. who did they get that loss to, you think, like regular season-wise? I, I, I have them losing to LSU. Okay. Okay. Um, I think you know you're gonna get back to those years where we used to watch it as kids, where LSU and Alabama were going at it all the time to get that conference uh, championship. So, I think I think they get it. I don't think Auburn's gonna beat them. I think it's gonna be a great year or a great great game like it always is. But I think uh, LSU takes that one. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's Nick Saban. What I like more than anything, you can't argue with a guy when his name is Kool Aid. I mean, the dude is an absolute beast. He he's actually a really really good ball player over there. I I, I look to hit for him to make a huge step. Like you said, Caleb Downs. I mean, he, dude's got he's gonna be a beast. Um, and then Jalen Milrow. I mean, it looks like as a sophomore he's gonna be starting. Looks looks like he he looks pretty good. But Nick Saban can make any quarterback look decent with that with that team. So it's really yeah off year two losses but yeah i think i think um alabama takes takes that title for sure but we'll we'll see um yeah so i think that um brings us in to the uh actually we'll go we'll go with nick's punishment uh nick uh, nick uh he decided he's going to make his make his bet this year nick want to remind everybody what your bet was yeah my bet was that Jimmy Butler would have 37 or more points, and I think that failed miserably. How many points did he have, Nick, the game after? he? Uh, well, I'll put it to you this way. He had 11 points going into the fourth quarter. Um, so I think he finished with 18 is what he I think he finished with 16. Oh, well, okay. Either way, that's not even half of what I said. Um, really – Really not looking forward to this, guys. Yeah, so we're we're gonna make him uh, just take take a little take a little drink here. He's not feeling too well, so we're 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 nice here. We're very respective of people under uh when they're under the weather. So we're, we're give him a little give him a little shot of uh some uh over the counter cough syrup. Yeah, oh no, yeah. Nick, you weren't you weren't too far off. You had twenty four. Oh, that's far enough not to get not it. Thirty seven. Yeah, thir- thirteen off, but you know. Good boys. Uh, while he's while he's doing that, I think we can get set up for the NHL playoffs. Um, it's going to be a lot shorter than a three minute minor. There's not much to talk about. That's differently since then. Um, so stars yeah. and Golden Knights. The series is now three two. Dallas won Game Five in a decent fashion. When I say decent, they finally for one. OT, they finally right? Won. Yeah, they won by four to two. So they finally won by more than one one goal, which is good for them. Um, you know. They were down 3-0, so now it's 3-2. It's going to be interesting. I thought the series is going to be 
we're going to be done pretty quick. Um, but now yeah. it's starting to kind of mirror the Boston Celtics and the Heat series a little bit, so we can see it there. I don't think that the Knights will let that happen. I'll keep saying, I mean, my hockey takes are second to none. You know, you saw me the whole Carolina, the whole Carolina versus the Panthers. That's kind of weird to say the Carolina versus the Panthers uh, hockey series that they had. Um, happens. But uh, okay. yeah, I th- I think that the Vegas Knights will get this done. I don't think we'll go to seven. I think they'll end up getting it done and then make it to the Cup Finals versus the Panthers. Yeah, I I don't I think so. I, this is uh this is their fourth year, it's like fourth or fifth year. Yeah, and I, they've I, gone yeah. to the Cup two times. This, if they were to make it, it would be the second yeah. time. So that's that's kind of crazy as an expansion team. Yeah, um, they went and won the cup their first year, right? They lost. They, 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 they lost. lost. But in, the, yeah. in their inaugural year, they end up going to the cup, which is crazy. I mean, when you're yeah. taking the fifth best player on every team, you're kind of making a step yeah. team. So uh, I don't think they did that this year, or this past time with the Kraken, did they? I don't think they. I think they, they have that. to. I think you have to have an expansion draft if you get a new team. Yeah, and that's I, know, I think I that's what the rules expansion. are. I know it's an expansion draft again. Hockey knowledge is still a little subpar on that, but I mean, I don't know. I I, I just like I like those nights, man. Uh, yeah, I, I really uh, do. Yeah. I would love to see Florida get it just for Kepka, um, but I don't know <laughs> for for the golfer. Yeah. For the <laughs> I love to see Florida yeah, get right. it for a golfer. That's it. Um, so that, that's going to lead us into the NBA playoffs. Um, this is this is getting crazy to me. You Absolutely. have Celtics Heat. Series is now tied three to three. I yeah. want to get Christian's thought on this. He was on the Hemi <clears throat> Butler train. Yeah. Um. I mean, guys, I'm even sitting here right now, and I'm watching the game in front of me. As you can see, my my attention directed up. Uh, and I think the biggest thing I'm seeing here is as I'm watching this game, and as it's been for the past two games, is I feel like Miami just got so confident and comfortable with that 3-0 lead that they're not they're not playing with much aggression. They're they're kind of and I'm looking at it too, man. They're taking some pretty lousy, crappy shots. They're not choosing their best shot decisions. They're they're getting lazy. I think they just had it in their head, man. Like, yeah, there's no worry. There's no worry. You lose one game. All right, we got time. Don't worry about it. You lose another. All right, you're still up. You still got, you know what I mean? You still got two more to give. It's okay. Series is tied, man. This is not how this should have gone. Uh, yeah. Miami should have had this game done in four. Even last night, or not last night, two nights ago, when they lost the game on the tip-in, I mean, you have to, you have to cover White all the way through the basket. There, you can't let him run yeah, that Bob. wide open, that wide open. Just, I mean, if there, if there was a second left on the clock, he was dunking that in and yamming it in every Miami Heat player's face for that much more pain to the insult. Like, you just, you just have to, you have to play better defense. You have to be more aggressive. My Boston's going to be able to hit their shots. You have to start taking good shots and hit the shots with them. I know you don't have, you're missing, you know, you're missing Tyler Hero right now. And that's your biggest, you're probably your biggest three point guy, but you got to figure it out. You got to make it happen. You've come this far. You can't give up. I mean, you got to, you got to create better shots. You got to create more separation and you got to get Jimmy going. Jimmy has not been going the last couple of games. And that is, I think the biggest thing he has not been who we saw him be for the start of this playoffs and through the first three games of the series. And that's huge for Miami. Cause I feel as Miami feeds off of exactly what Jimmy does. I will say right now it's a nine, six game with five thirty left to play. There's like no scoring going on. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what, I mean, it's kind of been these past couple of games, a defensive battle. Um, just yeah. the past couple of games. I, like you said, that's fundamental basketball. You box out. I mean, yeah. every time a shot goes up, you're always taught 
where's the guy? Where's the closest yeah, guy? Find a body. Yep. Him out. Yep. Um, I mean, we were all taught that that that's that's literally the like one of the first things you get taught playing basketball. Um, I just you know I yeah. You know, Hemi. I the the thing that I that I like it's been a great series. Um, and I think you yeah. I agree. He they got too comfortable. Um. The script writers, the script writers are very happy right now. <laughs> yeah, they were going hard this year. If if the if the Celtics pull it out, this will be the first time in the Eastern Conference Finals or in the final, like any side of the finals that's ever happened, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's great, and they can get it done in Boston, which is crazy. I mean, we all said from day one, Miami is just talent wise outmatched, but mm-hmm. Miami out coaches. I mean that's just right. what they've been doing this entire series, but I, I just don't know. I think Tatum has his another night where he probably puts up forty points tonight, um, and gets it done. And again, they're they still for some reason are letting Mark Marcus Smart score. That's yeah. like yeah, like what? Where did he come from? He's a defense. That's a guy. Player. That's a guy you got to keep at thirteen, fifteen points a game. You yeah, can't. You normally, can't have him score more than that. He, yeah, normally he doesn't get any more than that, but apparently, apparently it does in this series, which you know, is the, is the difference there. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, you know, Boston has made it a one game series now, you know, they said, don't let them win one, uh, but now it's the best of one. You have to win this or you're going home. You yeah, know, it's when I go home now, yeah, this is three balls from let's go. This is a, so this is going to be one of those last game was one of those rare occasions in the series where winning the three point battle didn't matter that much. Um, Butler did his thing, but, Anybody, everybody else in the heats like didn't really do much. They wasn't that much of a difference maker. The person I've been saying needs to be the difference maker every night was been Bam having that big man yeah. play. And yeah, Bam the, in the past in the past three games hasn't been doing what he needs to be doing. Like he has yeah. the advantage there in the size against a an older Horford. He yep. had eleven points on sixteen shots. Marcus Smart, you know, Nick said he isn't having another twin point game. He had twenty one. And you need to keep him at bay because not only is he feeding off, you know, getting those points, he's helping there, but then he is one of those players who's very emotional and he'll start being more of a a mental threat to the other team too. So um, you need to keep him at bay. You know, Tatum had another 31. Boom! Um, You know, the thing is, this Boston team isn't coached by Doc Rivers. Nope. Um, So... (laughs) You know, I think Boston. I think Boston is going to do it. I think Tatum goes off for forty-five. I think Brown helps out with thirty. I think Jimmy will have his, but I don't think there will be enough other than Jimmy for that. And I think Boston makes the best comeback in NBA history. Yeah, well, I'll just tell you I, right now. Oh my fault. Go ahead, Nick. I, I do want to apologize for Christian's ADHD. He he has to do a couple things at the same time to be able to concentrate. So anything you see from him, just uh, take it with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, I, I can. Can I? Oh, hold on. Real give, give us a little. Give, with, oh, go ahead. Yeah, give us a little live action there. You're watching the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, dude. Uh, Miami's up 16 to 11 now. Very clutch three by uh, Strauss to take take the lead originally, and then a nice little bucket there by Butler to go ahead and put him up by five now. Jimmy but Bob. I do have a question. Do have a question for you guys, and I do. I I almost feel this is intriguing now with with the way we've seen this Eastern Conference fall out. Uh, with a 3-0 start with Miami, and then now it coming back with a 3-3. Do we believe either of these teams match up with Denver? 
Yeah, see, that's where I, it's hard to say because one, uh, you have a Boston team who is going to be if they if they win, they're winning four mm-hmm. games in a row. Like that's yeah, they, they're high. Yeah, that's high. Backwards swept. I just feel like again, it's going to come down to big man play. Yeah, Bam Adebayo, who has been very spotty in the series, you're not going to get that from Jokic. You're not going to no, get that from right. the two-time MVP, and I think that's where that's where they are right there. I, who do you have on that team that's going to guard him? Horford? Yeah. Horford's I, right. I think Horford's too happen. old. Here's, I think that's Marcus where things Smart's too go. small. Here's here's yeah. uh, here's what I will say. They're taking a week off, and I think this week off, yeah. if anything, is going to hurt the Nuggets. Yeah. Um. You know, these two teams fighting it out, battling it out right now. Yeah, they're going to be exhausted, but I mean they also are going in with some upside and a high, so they could run it over and beat Denver. But honestly, Denver, the way I saw their guard play in this last series against the Lakers, yeah. I mean, do you have an answer for Murray? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm like, saying, like, if he has that series again, you just I'm, Jokic is going to do <laughs> what Jokic does. He's going to get a right. double like He's he always Jokic. does. But that that's what they that's their team but apparently murray is coming out there if he goes out there and averages even 24 points a game nuggets are yeah. taking it yeah um i think what we'll add here is little little break news from today the sixers have finally hired their coach they went from that's a doc to a nurse that's now they hired nick nurse it. um now that's the coach I wanted them to hire. Yeah. I think that's who you wanted them to hire too. Yeah, I think I was on be, board with that. He'd be a great yeah. fit. Has deep post postseason experience with teams that don't have that great of talent. I mean, he had Kawhi, but like outside of Kawhi, you had what Lowry and then Van Fleet. That was your guys. So mm-hmm. like, and they yeah. always they always you know they were a competing team. Um, mm-hmm. with him there, yeah. and I I like it. Like you said, you know, it sounds like it's a, a downgrade going from a doctor to a nurse. You know, in that medical field, but in this profession. I think he's a better coach. I think that mm-hmm. I think the player's going to play. The only issue is what's the team going to look like next year? Yeah. Probably won't be that's, there next year. That's going to be the interesting so. part. Like who's going to be coming back? Who's he going to yeah. be coaching? Um, and I hope, you know, I hope, I hope it's going to be well just being a Philly fan, but we just really don't know money talks and Harden could be getting his. I don't think Embiid's in the trade block. I think they already came out and said Embiid's definitely not on the trade block. You can't get so rid I of Embiid. Not. That's your heart and yeah. soul of the team. Um, he's the process. I think I think yeah, you actually yeah, absolutely is. I think uh, I w- wouldn't be surprised to see them like we talked about before go after a star like Lillard. But the only thing is, yeah. you bring Lillard in there. What's Maxi's role going to be anymore? Um, Lillard's your your point spot up, I guess. I, so I yeah, and but um, I mean, but like but like what David said too. If you can go out there and get a Clay Thompson, I mean, you, right. that's what you were missing was a spot up shooter. You know, someone that can really kill you at the perimeter. Um, I don't know though. I, I I don't I don't if unless they can do something to change my mind I don't I think they get to the second round of the playoffs but as of right now they're not a com- competing team. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's yeah. gonna bring us in. Oh, you have any more to add to that, Christian? No, nah, no, nah, right. I think that's all. Y'all are just kind of some all live right. updates for me through the game. All right, so that's going to bring us into our highs and lows of the week. We have our certified baller and our deflated baller. Obviously, Christian. Oh, yep. Yeah, flash that merch there. Have the certified baller T-shirts out. Check the URL. Check the description for that. But Christian, who did you have as your certified baller this week? Give me one second, guys. That's all he needs. I'm looking at. No, no. Tune in that. <laughs> tune in that Jeopardy music real quick while we're waiting. 
the uh, non-copyrighted Jeopardy music. It's hmm. enough. It's enough. We're gonna copyright it. <laughs> yeah, right. No, hold on. I'm Christian's, having Christian's deflated bowler is gonna be his internet this week. <laughs> I hooked up my internet yeah, cable all right? the way to the closest Arby's. Jesus, leave me alone, boss. He's got that McDonald's Wi-Fi yeah, going on right now. Nah. Um. So this week, and this guy, he's already been our certified baller. But again, it's it's big moments. You got to come and you got to shine. Uh, this week, our certified baller, once again, is going to be Jason Tatum. Coming off of 31 points in game six, five assists, 12 rebounds. Uh, I mean, the guy has been playing out of his mind, especially after. And, and it's crazy because now within, what, three, four times we had the segment, he's a two-time certified baller and a one-time deflated baller. So it's... It's kind of weird to see it all happen this way, but um, yeah, I mean, you can't argue he he's the heart and soul of this Celtics team. I mean, this team is in the process of pushing for the first ever 3-0 comeback uh, in the history of the NBA playoffs. I just feel like you can't argue with it, but he's got to stop being so streaky. Um, I mean, you like, gotta you gotta you gotta just decide. like underpants, right? Yep, just like my underpants. You gotta stop being so streaky. You gotta decide: are you here to play or are you here to? do nothing i mean you gotta you gotta turn it on all the time but even still with that being said in the biggest moments uh he's faced so far this season even including that big game seven versus philly he came out he shined 31 points 12 rebounds five assists jason tatum you are my certified bowler of the week you know you guys need to stop this high school relationship you got going on with jason tatum the ups and downs man i mean you hate him you love him which is it so that's going to get us to our deflated baller. Uh, I'll start this one off. Uh, my deflated baller of the week is the Arizona Cardinals. I mean. No way. No they, way. Huh, huh, yeah, you're, you're kidding me. <laughs> you can't you can't argue. I mean, they, they lost the hop. I mean, they just let them go. They ate it. They just let them go. Next on the, the uh, table is Buda Baker. I mean, he doesn't want to be yeah. there. Now D-Hop's out. He's out. He's he's done for. They're going to get rid of him. They're going to trade him somewhere. Um, what are they doing there? What are they doing there? They're being I don't stupid. think they know. I don't think yeah. they know what they're doing. They brought in a new coach, and they just look stupid. I mean, they had a huge thing of a jersey release, and they looked absolutely dumb. So dumb. I just that, that organization is just absolutely playing itself. And I'm really looking forward to my plane ticket up north and going to a Phillies game now. Yeah, and so I'll I'll go off. Um, first of all, I want to do a little uh not gonna take away from the certified baller, but a little shout out here, a little mini certified baller here. Shout out to Jackie Young from the Las Vegas Aces. I went um I went to school with her in Princeton, Indiana. Shout out to 812. She started off the season averaging 23 points and adding 2.3 steals this year. She has 62% from the field and 57 from three to start the year. She is a former number one overall pick and gold medal Olympian. So shout to her. Way to start out the year this so far. At this point, who doesn't David know? I mean, it seems like he knows all these different people. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Nick, it seems like you can't get your Wi-Fi to settle <laughs> down and bring you into fucking straight connection, dude. Well, I, I don't. I, I just know a lot of people. It's uh, I, I, I've got, I got a lot of hook. No, yeah. I don't really got a hook up. I was like, hey, uh, you remember me? That you work like, in, uh, 
when you work in the field that David works in, you get passed around a lot like he does. You meet a lot. Of Bro, okay. Okay. <laughs> when you when def- you work in that corner, it re- really. That's what I'm out. saying. You meet, yeah, you meet a lot of couple people. Yeah, when I say I work the hot corner, it's not third base. Ooh. I'm going all the way to home. Um, Ooh. no, for the 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 deflated baller for me is the Arizona Cardinals organization. That's why <laughs> that's why I was so shocked when you said that, bro. Um, they have had all the talents and have nothing to show for it in the past yeah. three years. Three years ago, they started 10 and five and didn't even make the playoffs. They have not made the playoffs at all with that team they have. You know, they have an overpaid quarterback who likes to prioritize video games over his profession. Yeah. You know, made such a fuss over them putting the watch film clause in his in his uh in his contract and they pulled it out, but you see what it's done. Um they have great offensive talent, or at least they had great offensive talent, yeah. but they have no leadership within the organization. They pushed away one of the most elite and talented wide receivers in the league due to lack of responsibility and leadership. And the, the thing is, like, they wasted J.J. Watts last season. Um, they've gotten rid of so many coaches already. They, ha- they hired uh, yeah. the coach they had a couple seasons ago. They got Josh Rosen after one season, got rid of him, got Klingsbury, and like, okay, we'll bring in Murray. And it's just been a failed project since then. They screwed themselves over and their fans over with how incompetent they are. And that's why they are my deflated ballers. Love it. Love it. Same page. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys are on the same page here. Honestly, uh, the Cardinals are definitely a very, very good one to go with i mean yeah like you guys just touched base on they're practically destroying a team completely ripping it apart like david said you brought in murray after a 10 6 season you have nothing to show for it i mean it's just going completely downhill uh so i'd like to take there as your guys's deflated ballers for the week but uh our certified deflated baller i guess we would go with here you know our legitimate deflated baller and we already touched base on this a little bit and i hate to keep coming running back to the nba but it's the biggest stage right now Max Struess, you have to box out on that final play of the game. <laughs> there is no question. And for that alone, you are my deflated bar of the week. I mean, we have been taught this since we, what, just started in Pee Wee Ball, first came in. I mean, the, you, the first thing you're taught is to box out the guy. Whether you can shoot the ball like Curry or you shoot like Shaq, the first thing you're taught is to go and box out a guy. When that ball is up in the air, you need to be on a body, box him out, don't let him in front of you. And in the biggest game of the year this far, you do you just sit there and watch that ball in amazement, hoping it just doesn't fall in, not having a care in the world about anybody else around you. And here comes White right up and over you to just tap that ball back in, and he sends this to a game seven. Just when you thought you had it all done and figured out, you let everything go while that ball was in the air. You have to stay focused. You have to realize there's time on that clock. You have to realize there's a game going on. That ball is not always going to fall and expire on that clock. And because of that, because you didn't have that heads-up play in the biggest game of this season thus far, you are my deflated baller, Max Stress. That's a great one. I com- Yeah, you t- – you teach that from day one. You're getting paid millions of dollars. All you gotta do is put a body on the guy. That's the difference between you being in the finals yep. right now and then you fighting for your life. And we all know what yep. Nick is thinking right now. How is this gonna prove that Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would uh, I would like to say real quick, guys. I know we touched on this a little earlier, talking about the three point battle. Uh. Boston is five of their last 43 point shots taken throughout 
the past 40, our uh, last game and this game, with five of 40. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, like I, like, I said, I as long as your... as long as Jimmy Butler, I I liked I like that uh, deflated baller pick. Uh, oh, okay. Well, we are paying attention to right now. Um, you know, you you're you're taught that in Y ball. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it's such a fundamental element of the game. I mean, you're taught passing, shooting, and rebounding. I mean, those are the, the that's it. Um, I, I mean, I love the pick. It's, a it's, a, it's, it's yeah, it's just amazing to me. I mean, not to go too far in a rant of what, how fundamental basketballs are, you know, I guess it's a different level of play once you get to the NBA, but it feels like sometimes those like small little fundamentals like aren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of people boxing out, you know, you don't, you yeah. don't see a lot of people closing out. You don't see a lot of people making their free throws, like something that should be super easy. Like you have these multi-million dollar players who go 50% from the free throw line, like small little things, people who aren't willing to change their game, like Ben Simmons, who just can't work on a jump shot. And it's, it's like, obviously I'm, I'm an armchair GM. I'm going to get paid nothing to do. So I'm, I'm no Howie, no, I'm no hinky. I'm no anybody, but like, it it just amazes me how like sometimes when that money gets bigger, um, sometimes like just the small little fundamentals fall of the crack. And then, they come back to bite you in the biggest of times. That's yeah. that's it's a shame. Yeah. yeah. My honorable mention real quick for the week two boys for the certified baller. Uh Derek White, way to be at way to be alert. Way to get up there. Way to grab that board. Way to hey. put it in. Send your team. He crashed the board. Out. Yeah. He crashed it. So that's gonna get us into our last segment, our hot take of the week. Yeah. Um, so my hot take of the week, boys, I'm just gonna come out. We're gonna do it. We're coming out with a lot of firepower here, but uh, Phillies are gonna go six and zero for the rest of the week. Uh, they're gonna get the sweep on both the Mets. Yeah, they're gonna get the sweep on the Mets. I'm looking at my roommate on that one, and they're gonna get the sweep on the Nationals. I will be in attendance at the game in New York on Wednesday, so we will see how that all goes down. Uh, I think Nola is projected pitcher for that game that I'm gonna be at, but six and zero right through the week, baby Phillies. Oof, that is hot. I have an, I feel like an even hotter take here. I think the Cincinnati Reds will end up in the first place in the NL Central by the end of the week. They're only four games back of the Brewers in the division. Uh, the Reds play the Red Sox to start off the week, and they end with a four-game series against Milwaukee in Cincinnati. And then Milwaukee starts the week off by playing the Blue Jays. Um, so that's going to be a tough one for them. Now, And they play in Toronto. So that's going to be it's going to be interesting. I think the Cincinnati Reds can have a good week this week. They'll if they you know win four games against the the Brewers at the end of the week. That's four games they picked up. So I think the Reds may be in. Well, I think they will be in first place by the end of the week. That that, that is a hot take right there. You know, I mean, it, it's not far fetched though. I mean, it's it's possible for that to happen. Uh, I'm gonna keep it in the same same uh... ballpark. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna nice. keep it in the same sport, and I'm going with. You'll see an MLB team put up at 15 runs this week. Someone's gonna go out for a 15, 15 run. Uh, notable, notable matchups. I'm looking at Rangers playing the Mariners. Mariners, their pitching hasn't been crazy, but it's the Rangers. Dodgers are playing the Nationals. Um, I mean, the Nationals are just hot garbage right now. Then you have Phillies playing the Nationals over the weekend yep. with that lineup. 
anything can happen. And then Padres playing the Marlins and Cubs this week. So I think I think we're gonna see. I will put you out there. I will say that if it does happen. If it does happen. Sorry, you were lagging. That's why. That's why. <laughs> I think I think we'll end up happening. I think it may happen. I think that's a good one. I think if it does happen, the Braves with that giant lineup are playing the athletics this this week. I think that's where no. we may see it. Yeah. I did I did see that too. But you know what? The Braves Braves average hasn't been anything crazy this year. Honestly, I mean, their pitching is normally is is the one that's getting it done over there. Mark Smart would have missed three. I was just I was just going off of somebody finds stress in the corner. Big bat teams. Hey, ADHD boy, come back to earth, please. Um, I'm right here. Find stress behind you. Oh my gosh! Sorry, parlay is going on crazy right now. I'm, I'm here. How did your parlay do this past? How how was your Goldie Locks this past week? Yeah, how how did how did Goldie's Locks do this past week? Were were we above 75%? Uh I don't know. There was only a three-game parlay, and I know I took Miami on the money line for one of them. So uh that that automatically makes that at least 66% if I got <laughs> was correct on the other baseball games. So no. I don't know. Maybe fine. we need to change the name again. I don't know. Maybe another name maybe change. Yeah, Goldie, oh! Goldie socks. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, maybe uh, David takes it over with his hot takes over there, you know? Oh maybe. yeah. Let's go. David's dollars. You're guaranteed third place with David minimum with the hairiest chest. So um, you never, you never, yeah. never can't doubt it. Dude. I've seen Christian's chest, dude. And I think it's up there. I think he's hiding it too often. Whoa! Right, a little arrow pointing down. What's going on there, man? Yeah, you know how it is, man. Got to point down to the good stuff. But yeah, but my uh, calves. I have fire calves, baby. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's gonna be it. I don't think you have anything more more than that today. So again, thank you all for watching. Again, like I said, we do have some. We do have some merchandise uh, out in the shop right now. If you do want to get some, we'll put a URL uh, link down in the description below. Um, again, thank you guys for watching, and I hope you all have a great week. Yeah, appreciate sure, it, guys. everybody. We'll, we'll Enjoy. See you later Thanks on. for y'all coming out. Later. Deuces. Deuces. Taking over the scene, we drop dubs and chugs within the sports dream. From hot takes to deep dive, it's a winning regime. Come join the hype, we're not just blowing steam. We're known for our hot takes, blazing like fire, bringing heat to the table, never preaching to the choir, debating our players' teams and even strategies. We keep for real the sugar coated fallacies. David's on the mic, spinning knowledge of flair. He breaks down the stats with a voice smooth like air. Christian's a funny guy, bringing laughter and joy. He got the jokes unlocked, no one can destroy. Mix the analysts, break down the X's and O's. He sees the game differently, nobody knows. Together, unite, forming a podcast dream team. Making waves in the industry, fulfilling their scheme. Highlight taking pockets, we taking over the scene. We drop dubs and chugs within the sports dream. From hot takes to deep dive, it's a winning regime. Come join the hype, we not just blowing steam.